you gotta want it, and you gotta, you know, look beyond the the, the noise. You always gotta look at the greater good, because the grass is not always never greener on the other side, and the road is paved with plenty of potholes. You gotta be able to stump your toe and be able to keep on, keep on, keeping on. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, you gotta you you. you you, you gotta, have to have respect. You and, gotta and love hard. You gotta respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, you gotta have empathy. Um, and you have to be confident in your relationship, which I wasn't always. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and it gotta be something that you want. Yeah, you gotta be. That's first and foremost. Gotta be something that you want. What do you want? Welcome to the Couple Collective. I'm your host, Julian Lewis. Every week, we're going to bring you stories from couples to understand their path to making their relationship work. Drop that beat. On this episode, I'm excited to introduce you to my parents. I had the opportunity to go out to dinner with them in L.A., I had a meeting scheduled for the Thursday after Mother's Day and decided to go a day early to surprise my mom, but then also take my parents out to dinner. Um, I used it as an opportunity to get their feedback on the couple collective and see if they'd be interested in being interviewed. I think the beautiful thing about my parents and you know why I love them so much is that they've been nothing but supportive of everything that I've, I've attempted to do or, or taken on. You know, everything from as small as selling hats to bow ties to even making this podcast. I think most of the listeners of the podcast are either my parents or people that they promoted it to, which I, I, I greatly appreciate. And I think beyond that, you know, they were supportive of me going out of state to school. They were supportive of me moving across the country for a girl. They were supportive of me moving back across the country with another girl. And through all my relationship highs and lows, they've been there and they've been supportive and provided me with advice, you know, whether warranted or unwarranted. And I think my sister would agree that, you know, through it all, no matter what we strive to do, they're they're always fully supportive. Well, maybe not 100% supportive. I'm not sure that they love the number of tattoos that I have, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but I'm excited for you to get to know them and, and hear their story. You know, they've been together for 40 years. They met in high school um, and have basically been together since, which is a beautiful thing. They moved across the country together, away from their families, and, you know, really started and established the Lewis family on the West Coast. So I'm excited for you to hear their story, and I won't give too much away, but um, I'll come back at the end and, and kind of tell you the highs that I took from it and, and why I'm excited for my journey through the Couple Collective um, to hopefully, you know, reach the level of success that they've had. Um, and, you know, we can define what the success means in a later episode. But, you know, for me, if I'm half as lucky or have half the success my parents have, I think that I'm going to be okay. So without further ado, we'll dive right in. How did we meet? Okay, so the first time I saw your dad, it was a Sunday. Monica and I were coming out of church. <laughs> um, Ebony's godmother. Mm-hmm. I was a junior in high school, and we saw this guy come out of this um, Impala. He had on a tweed jacket, and he's bow-legged, and we're yelling, Oh, take us to our prom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we didn't see him again until, I think, my senior year. And um, we were at this. We were, this is high school. 
Yeah, we belong to a CYO, Catholic Youth Organization. And he walked in there and we're like, oh, that's the guy we saw last year. And then he started talking, we're like, he talks funny. I couldn't understand anything he was saying because he had a thick, heavy accent. And I didn't know, I said, well, he's not Jamaican, so I don't know what that accent is. And then, you know, we got to know him. Of course, all the girls loved him. I didn't love him. I just thought he was just a hoochie. So then um, every Friday night, we'd all meet in this for this meeting. And then one Friday night, he had his friend Zach um, turn off all the lights in the lower church. And he kissed what, me. What you didn't say is yeah. I was DJing at a CYO party. But you were on the board. You were like a VP on the 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 thing that we were doing. Yeah, but it's oh yeah, that's right. He was DJing that Friday night. I was DJing at the party. Yes, and, and he, you guys walked in, and I said, "Ah, there's an opportunity there." <laughs> <laughs> so really? as, as we were, you know, throwing on, you know, some of the jams, decided to go to a slow jam. And I asked my boy Zach to turn down the lights because I'm going to go pick up this little honey. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, really? Is that, is that how you tell it? Yeah. So, he, so he grabs me and he kisses me. And um, that was it. We've been dating ever since. Okay. How many years has it been now? So um, actually, the um, Memorial Day weekend will make, um, what, so we were 17, 40, 40, 41 years, uh, 41, 42 years, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Emily and I met on Memorial Day weekend. We didn't meet on Memorial Day weekend. That was the first time we hung out. Yeah. So, but yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's been a process. I mean, first, you know, uh, we were apart, uh, through the school and then I came West and, uh, we well, because were, I went away to college, and he was still in high school. So, she was one year ahead of me yes. when, she, when she left. Oh, in school? In school. Yeah, so I went to Long Island. But, you know, just, just, just trying to get through all of that, you know, at the end of the day, I came west right before she graduated. Yeah, and, my junior um, year. No, sophomore year. We, we ran up some a hell of a phone bills, you know, staying in contact with each other. Okay. Uh, so like landline phone bills? Yeah, landline land yeah. phone bills. Like, eh. It got to a point where we didn't use it. Um, I had a phone in my dorm room and we'd stop using it. We'd just use the public phone so that we could cut down on the cost. Like, what do you mean the public phone? Because we'd go to the public phone and oh, put like quarters pay in. Yeah, pay phone. Oh, and put, it, you know, dollar. And when that was, when that was done, then we stopped. Okay. And we'd write letters, but we'd still call each other. Yeah. We'd send tapes to each other. Tapes? And, yeah, we'd tape each other. We'd, you know. Like cassette tapes? Like cassette you know, like tapes. Cassette tapes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, what, like, what do you mean you would, but would you tape I, each other, like... Like, I would send him a tape saying, oh, like yeah, I miss you, I record, I, uh, okay. you know, have right. music in the background right. and that kind of thing. back then, everybody was making, you know, tapes, you know, okay. you were making, yeah. I, I, I was the January cut tape, and then, you, you know, you, you send a message with your music in the back. You know? And then we, funny thing is that I would get the tape and then I'd call him. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. it's, it's, it's like doing a love mixtape. <laughs> 
and then you, you you put together a bunch of slow jams and a little conversation and you forward it on. Okay. I actually found one of the letters that you sent me the other day. Letters or a tape? Sorry. Letter. Because okay. you you know you wrote too. So. Okay. I mean it's. It was it was hard. It was hard being away from him. How long was it? How long were you guys away for? So we were apart for two years, long distance. Okay. And then we got married. And then the first six months, I was still in college, and he was here. So that was hard too. Okay. So then we first, then we, then I moved up here. Was it hard to move away from family? It was. Um, in the beginning, I didn't like it. Yeah, from my perspective, um, you know, my original goal was to get out the coal in New York. Yeah. And uh, I was either going down to Florida and I was or I was coming west to California. Okay. And when I got the opportunity to come west, there was no, <laughs> no doubt in my mind that I was out. Yeah. And uh, it was only a matter of time to be able to convince Sharon to come west. Yeah, my mom said no. She was like, you're not going to California. You're not marrying this man. Because that's funny. When he decided, you know, when he came here, he went and talked to my mom and said, um, you know, Miss Olga, um, I would like to marry your daughter one day. And she started laughing. She said, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Uh-huh. And then when we crossed that bridge, she said no. She said no. <laughs> she says no. She said, you need to go back to school and get your master's and travel. You or? For me. Oh, got it. Okay. And she wanted me to travel, get my master's, and then think about getting married. She didn't want me to get married right out of college. And so um, I called my priest, Father Jeffers, and he talked her into... Letting me be because when I was 21, I could have done anything I wanted to, but I didn't want to do it without getting her blessing, you know? So then we got married and we moved here and, you know, we lived in North Hollywood and it was hard um, because I didn't have any friends. Actually, Arlene moved up here Mm -hmm. with Steve, so they got married and moved up. So then that was kind of easy. And then once. So they. She went to school with you, and you guys graduated at the same time? Yeah, we graduated together, and um, Steve came up, and he liked it. And so they got married, and they moved up here, too. And we just lived um, down the street from each other. And then we moved into the same building, actually. Uh And then um, I got pregnant with Ebony. Um, So that made it easier, because then you got to meet other people. When? After, you know, I had Ebony. Okay. Because then you got to meet you know, other people with children and that's make friends that way. Yeah. So, you know, and then, um, then you were born and we moved up here shortly after. And by you going to school up here, we got to know people and then, you know, I liked it better. But it was hard because I worked night shift and he worked day shift. So we didn't see each other as much, but you know, I was fortunate that he was um, an active dad where he, you know, I didn't have to worry and do everything. He, I worked nights, he worked days, we did everything together, mm-hmm. you know, like from day one, actually, we did. Right? What would yeah, you say? Ba- basically, yeah. I mean, 
raising a family, it's a, <laughs> it's a two-person operation. It's a process. Yeah, but you have some people these days that the 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 mom does everything, and with us, it wasn't like that, you know. Well, I mean, the way we were brought up, I mean, everybody yeah. pitches in. Yeah. And even though I grew up in a family, a big family of seven, you know, I still learn how to cook, learn how to clean, learn how to had chores to wash dishes and so forth. I hung out in the streets all day and night, but when I came home, it was I had no choice but to uh, do your part. Mm -hmm. and yeah, so, but you know, it, you didn't really cook in the beginning at all because you were busy. You you went to school. Um, Part-time, you worked full-time. I didn't need to cook during, during that period because I was so busy. But right. when my schedule accommodated Oh, yeah, you did, you did. And then I got into the thing, I, I'm only cooking on weekends. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, do my part to but it, know, it worked the out. obligation yeah. of, of moving things along. You know, we'd I'd cook, he'd wash dishes. He would cook, I'd wash dishes, you know, we... I'd wash the clothes. He'd fold. That you know, we did we did a lot together in yeah. in the beginning. Was it a conversation? Was no, it, a, it, it was, or was just, it just a, like, natural. It was just something we did. In order to make things work, you, you you have to you know step up and and, and contribute. Yeah. Yeah, but we never had a conversation that said, "Well, I'm going to cook. You're going to." We just it just we just did it. Did it. You know, yeah. if I had to go to the grocery store, I said, I'm going to the grocery store. I left the kids and went, you yeah. know, it, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't a thing. But, I mean, we had our hard times. I mean, when you got laid off that time and, you know, we, that was hard because I was with you and um, I was actually with, I was pregnant with you. And I had Ebony and I was working and I don't know how we made it, but we, we, well, we I was did. I wasn't laid off long. I mean, I got laid off and I went to work. But you but were working in Santa Barbara, so that was I, hard. I went away to work, but I would come home, you know, on every weekends. Week, you know, every weekend. I guess I didn't. I guess I didn't know that. So because well, I was pregnant with you. <laughs> right. So you, you, you <laughs> right, I mean, it's never come up since I guess. But how long? So you were you were laid off from the job that brought you out here, but then you went back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. After, after three months of working up in, uh, in Santa Barbara, was it only three months? Yeah, yeah. it was three months. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like I was laid off and didn't didn't work. I, yeah. Went, yeah. I got laid off one job and I went to work. Yeah, he went right away to, to work at the Yeah, but Santa Barbara. I, I was just away away from home. Yeah, yeah. but it, it was hard because I had to work and you know, and Ebony stayed at um, someone's at the daycare. So I worked day shift that time, actually. So she was the, the bottom line, you know, regardless of our trials and tribulations, we made things work. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and that's what got us to where we are today. You know, the ups, the downs, the whatever, whatever obstacle life brought, you know, we overcame them. Yeah. We worked right through them. And, yeah, uh, we had we, our moments. And we, we made it work. Yeah. And and that that and that's basically what you know, relationships is all about. I mean, no one's perfect. It's just two individuals, you know. Well, speak it, for yourself. It, I think I'm perfect. It's, <laughs> it's, it's it's a process. It's a process. You know, in order to work, work through the, the the process, you know, a lot of compromising. Um, even to this day, I mean, we've been married what thirty six years. Even to this day, you know, we don't agree on 
on ninety on percent of the things. It's not ni- Would you say it's ninety percent? I said we don't agree. We don't agree. Uh, we don't that's agree what, on ninety percent of things. <laughs> I wouldn't say ninety percent. We but, wouldn't but, still but, be together. We didn't agree on ninety percent. But but we worked we we worked through we we worked through it. Okay, we agree to disagree and we move forward. I mean that's that's the whole thing. It's a process. It's a process. So I tell him to leave all the time, but he never leaves. He just stays and stays and stays, <laughs> which is good. So, like, when we were growing up, I guess I remember, Mom, you worked at two hospitals? Yeah, I did. I would work night shift at where I am now and day shift at the mail. Yeah. Yeah. And I finally had to quit one day because I came home one Sunday morning because I worked the Saturday. Uh And then I came home, showered, we ate, and I went to work night shift. And I came home that Sunday morning and um, the, I got a call from the day job saying, you're supposed to be here. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't work Sundays there. And um, they, sched, they had scheduled me. Uh, so then I thought, you know, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. So then I, I quit. Why did you work at both hospitals in the first place? Um, I could. I was young and had energy and we, you know, wanted the money. Yeah. You know, so. And I, actually, I was trying to see if I really wanted to stay where I am now or I wanted to work closer to home. Yeah. And I remember when, because I, I was full-time there and I was going to quit and come here to the hospital closer to us. And my boss at the time told me not to quit. She says, you might not like it there. And that was the best thing she ever did for me because after a couple of months, I realized I didn't want to be there all the time. Yeah. So, But I did that for all. About six months or so, maybe. Okay. And then I went back to here. Yeah. Been there 30-something years. Long time. Long time. And then, Dad, obviously you uh, didn't go to college right away, but then you went back when we were growing up. It, it, it was the fact that, I, you know, opportunities came. You know, when when someone offers you a job, when you're eight, actually, I got coming out of high school, even though I was accepted uh, to Syracuse University in Emory Riddle down in Daytona Beach, Florida. I also, along with that, had a, an opportunity uh, to come west. So I put school uh, off to the side for a minute and took the opportunity to come west. Um, with guaranteed employment and an opportunity for the company to pay uh, for my education. Uh, so. But you got lazy, but you didn't want to, because you started going to school and then you, you got into playing baseball and basketball after, with the with your work crew. It, it wasn't about getting, getting And then getting, you didn't want to go to school, but it, then, but then it, it, it hit you a, that you needed to do it and you did it. In order to finish my education, I mean, at that time, well, I was a 21, 22. You weren't ready. And I, you know, I was still active in sports and I wanted to continue pursuing. So I was playing in basketball league, baseball league, softball leagues, and, and doing all of that. And so I kind of put uh, school in the back burner. But then I re-engaged after. Yeah, you woke up. Uh, after a couple of years and, and went and finished my, finished my, my, um, my bachelor's and went back and got three master's. So it wasn't the fact that I just went ahead and... Um, <laughs> 
Three? No. You have three masters? You have, have two masters. I have three masters. What's the third one in? What's the first two in? Aeronautics. Uh-huh. Avionics. And airport management. What's the What's the difference oh. between the first two? Aeronautics and avionics? Well, they, 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 it falls on the um, aeronautical science. Okay. But mm -hmm. they are three distinct. Oh, I see. I thought you got your you had your master's in business also. You got your bachelor's in business. That was that that was subsequently, so you can pursue the management uh, uh, area and get away from the technical. So from twenty five on, like it, it really hit him at twenty five that you know I'm going back to school and I need to do this. It, was it for advancement of career or was it just? It was all of the above. I had yeah. to continue. I had to. My original goal was to, in, it, I, I look at it from, from this perspective, and I always look at it this perspective, in order for any minority to advance, you got to have documentation, you got to have some credentials. So there, there was no way that a bachelor degree that was going to take you to where I had inspired to go. Mm -hmm. So you had to go back and get a master's. And oh, by the way, um, one may not be good enough for way, with the individuals that you're competing with. Mm -hmm. So you got to have some additional credentials because you go up against an individual that has equal credentials uh you may not get the opportunity to come to the table being a minority mm -hmm. and then he decided that he was going to go for his phd and that's when i i literally flipped out Why? because i i just enough with the schooling i just i mean it was wonderful i was proud of him and happy for him but i just thought we need time to be a family and to be together and he he went to school. Uh -huh. He he worked full time. He went to school. He um, was coaching you and coaching Ebony, uh -huh. and then so he was done for a while. And but, then but all despite, and, despite but all now that, he wanted to go back. What, what has been my motto throughout everything, all the years we've been we've been together. Regardless of what I did, I always put family first. You did. You did. Family first. You did. But family there were times first. that it was like, okay, enough already. Mm -hmm. I needed me time. Yeah. And I wasn't getting me time. And so he 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 put that. And I regret not um, supporting that part of it. But I felt I supported him from when he went to the, from the associates to the bachelors or the masters. Yeah. You know, so, but I guess I when you say like you time, meaning that you had to pick up more things because he well, was not that, but me and him, I think we needed oh, like we needed, but well, we were still be, doing things. I mean, we were doing things as a family. We would even travel, but we travel with the kids regardless. We went right. to the movies with infants. Yeah, but we but, went to the but movies the thing in is the though, the, day, the thing is though, by the time infants. you were pursuing your masters the kids were in high school you didn't yeah. need to coach anymore and you were you were doing things that it's like it's time to no, to by give the time me the kids got to high school i was pursuing my phd yeah you were yeah and i was ready to just like flip out that's <laughs> <laughs> okay. true she hate to see your brother get a hit that's the problem oh, i was one up two up on her by then what I mean, <laughs> that did not matter to me at all you know that <laughs> but you know so i guess in terms of um challenges that you guys faced from meeting so young until now, 40 some odd years later, 
like what challenges did you face and overcome I guess beyond being away from family and what we we're just talking about from an education standpoint um, and how did you guys kind of like work together to overcome it or was it just kind of like as things came you guys were able to resolve it because you were working towards the we, 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 I mean there was no script as things came we worked through it uh, we ran into one roadblock we, we maneuvered and, and, and worked around it we ran into one a challenge here a challenge there we we just felt our way through no one gave us the playbook and one we would like young having kids trying to build a family trying to uh, compete in, in in corporate America trying to enjoy life at the same time all those things you know were like we're, we just worked our way through yeah and uh we, we wrote our own script we mapped our own and paved our own road and uh it all came together and came together uh, pretty nicely yeah i mean through it all uh we were able to raise a family provide for a family you know bought up our first home bought our second home and at the same time um, be there for our kids mm -hmm. uh, in school and um, you know everything they pursued sports and everything else we just made it happen and, and looking back it's like damn how did we do that I remember one time um, working full time coaching four teams in which they overlapped at one time mm -hmm. you know you had to go hold the baseball diamond while I was running Back and forth, yeah. In, in yeah, between. and I'd it, run and pick up. Remember, I used to go to Saugus to pick up that kid to bring to practice because his parents were busy. Mm -hmm. So I mean, we did it together. And it's 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 it wasn't easy, but I would do it again because it was uh, it's what made us who we are today. Yeah, yeah. I miss those days actually. Of but being that busy, or of. Yeah, all, all of the above. All of the above. Going yeah. to your games and going to Ebony's games and watching and cheering you on and yeah, you know, it, I mean, I go to Rachel's kids' games now and uh -huh. you know it's funny that I see my like I I text you guys the other day and saying I apologize for yelling at you during the track because this lady she just was I'm thinking was I really that bad? And then I remember saying they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. Yeah. And Ebony would say, Mom, they're not really coming. You don't need to yell like that. And when I heard her do it, I thought, oh, that was really bad. But but I would probably do it again because, you know, you got such a good feeling to see your kids do well. Yeah. You know? So. But. What's your perspective of your upbringing? And how, what, what's, what's, what's our grade for being parents? I mean... The only ones I have to compare to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys did a great job. I think. Uh, um, yeah. I think you allowed for Ebony and, and me to be who we are. Um, I never felt like I couldn't be myself. I've had the opportunity to live in a handful of places away from home, and I never felt like oh, except when I went to college. 
I wanted to go to school in Florida, and you guys said that was too far. Florida? And that was, yeah. Where'd you want to go? I wanted to go to, like, FSU or, like, Miami or something. I never heard I of that. Know. I yeah, don't but you didn't want me to apply there because yeah. it was too far. Too far. But, I remember I, that but in general, it was, and that was just, like, a... I don't think you would have gone. No, it was a random one-off thought. Um, but I think in terms of letting me go to school in Colorado, you didn't have a problem with me. It was hard, but you didn't have a problem with me moving to Boston. Um, yeah, that was hard. And, you know, that was hard for me, too, just because living that far away and not being able to come home as often, but or see you guys as often. But now that um, I'm in the Bay Area, it's a lot easier to, to come home or have you guys come up. And it's nice to have Ebony up there now because there's some family that's that close. And then you guys can come up to see both of us. Um but yeah, I mean, you guys did a, a great job. Well, you know, I have to tell you, Ebony, I used to always tell you guys how I felt that you were so fortunate to have us as parents. Uh -huh. And I remember Ebony saying, no, mom, you're fortunate to have us as kids. And she was right, because, you know, you, you two have been really good kids. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you weren't into drugs and alcohol, and you could have gone so crazy, and you didn't, yeah. you know, and... I really appreciate that, and yeah. I'm very proud of you guys. So, you know? I guess what um, advice would you have for young couples, or even actually more specifically, what advice would you have for me um, and Emily, and what advice would you have for um, Ebony as well, just as we're trying to like start and pursue relationships and grow relationships like what advice would you have for us in order for us to be able to see success through those relationships i'd say be open and honest with each other and work together you know um you have to work together you can't um i'm, I'm pretty open mm -hmm. and i'm pretty honest I, I might not say it in the way that is nice sometimes mm -hmm. but I let it all out I let it all out you yeah. know and I think I think you need to be you need to be like that you need to be with someone that you can be yourself yeah you know hmm. uh, in order for you to be successful as a couple you gotta remember that success is not a destination it's a journey it's uh it's a process It's work 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 is compromise I mean, it's it's give and take. It's um, it's 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 a lot of listening. It's a lot of um, knowing when to not respond. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's a lot of um, doing the things that. Wait, wait. When you say not respond, what do you mean by it's that? Like when your mother's having a <laughs> having a screaming attack, your father will he'll look at me and go, "Are you through?" You yeah, know that kind yeah, of thing. Let me um, let me vent. Yeah. Okay. And, I mean, you gotta get you, you. You gotta want it, and you gotta, you know, look beyond the the, the noise. You always gotta look at the greater good, because the grass is not always never greener on the other side, and the road is paved with plenty of potholes. You gotta be able to stump your toe and be able to keep on, keep on, keeping on. Mm -hmm. It's uh, you gotta you you, you 
You, you gotta, have to have respect. You got to love and, hard. You got to respect. Mm -hmm. uh, you got to have empathy. Um, and you have to be confident in your relationship, which I wasn't always. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you got to be something that you want. Yeah. You got to be, that's first and foremost, got to be something that you want. What do you want? And uh, it's all about the process. You have to support each other, respect each other, support each other, listen to each other, mm -hmm. uh, and compromise. And, and you That's don't a big have thing. to always respond to everything. Okay. You okay. got to know when to walk away. Yeah. Um, so I, I want you guys to have an opportunity to ask or to be able to take something away from the couple collective, um, what would you want to learn from other couples? Um, whether it be couples that are, have been married for as long as you have, or been together as long as you have, or are older or even younger couples, what would you guys want to learn from this platform? I think from my, my, my perspective, it's just listening, uh, to the stories, list, listening to the journey. Um, there is, I, I truly believe there's, there, there is no one thread, uh, for success in any relationship. Right. Um, it's all about the perspectives of two individuals and the goals that they set and, and, and what they're willing to, to work towards together. What are the compromises they're going to make? Yeah. And so the things that this platform can bring is just the sharing of the stories. You listen to the journeys and and you may pick a nugget here or a nugget there um, that you can take and uh, see how you can continue to grow in your relationship. In your relationship. There, 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 there is no I don't care how many books folks write it's all about listening and hearing seeing and it's the experience. Yeah. It's the experience. It's all about listening to folks who speak about their journey. Look at your grandparents. They've been married for, what, 60? 60 years. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, that's amazing. Definitely. Yeah. So this platform is all about, you know, listening to the journey. Yeah. Listening to the trials and tribulations, the obstacles. And, and you take away, you know, the things that, uh, that you feel that would suit your, your relationship. Yeah. I think also knowing that you're not alone, like other people have the same kind of potholes, right? the same things, and um, they just work through it as a team. And there's no even paved yellow brick road. Uh, it's definitely not that. It's all about how you navigate around, through, over, and make it happen. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you can look back and say, "Man, that was that was, that was a good journey. I re I truly enjoy it." And uh, being able to have someone that you can lean on when you know you're at your lowest point, or just having someone to talk to. Mm -hmm. You have to count, you know, be able to count on your, your significant, you know? Yeah. 40 plus years. That's pretty crazy to think about. 
I think most people listening would be ecstatic to have an opportunity to be with the person that they love or be with somebody that maybe they'll meet in the future for that long and to have that strong of a partnership. You know, it's really hard to put into perspective when you're being raised as a child um, to really see the strength of the relationship that your parents have and to really have a full understanding of it. Um, But I think taking a step back and realizing that, you know, the sacrifices that they made to help shape who my sister and I are, it's a beautiful thing. If you think about it, you know, my mom worked two jobs. Um, she was on the PTA always. She was always a team mom of all of our teams. Um, my dad, you know, he worked, he went back to school, and he coached us in all of our sports. And, you know, that level of partnership um, to really sacrifice everything for your children is a beautiful thing. And then if you think about the start of the relationship, the amount of effort that they put to make sure that the other person knew that they were loved is awesome. You know, like sending each other mixtapes via cassette tapes, uh, which is wild to think about. I mean, now I guess you could just send um, an MP3 file via iTunes, or I guess it's just like an email link at this point, but it's just a beautiful thing. I think I'm going to change the story as to why the logo is a cassette tape and kind of dedicate that to my folks. But cassette tapes, sending each other letters, um, presumably standing in the cold when my mom was in Long Island on a public phone talking to my dad in a sunny California, that probably couldn't have been easy. But I think the the net of it is that they developed a partnership um, that they both wanted, right? My dad said, you have to know what you want. And once you, you know, you have to work towards that. Um, and that's something that I'm definitely going to take from this. And I hope that you all do as well. Um, I'm more than thrilled to have them as my parents and I'm more than thrilled for them to, uh, be alongside me on this journey and provide me with guidance. And I think most of the feedback or most of the advice now will be more warranted than it ever has been before. Um, but I'm, I'm forever grateful for the love that they share. Um, and I think at the end of the day, like be yourself, know what you want and then just work your ass off towards it. I think that's with, with, you know, a relationship and and really with anything. So I'm excited for you to have met my parents and I'm excited to continue to bring stories from other couples. Thank you kindly for joining us on the podcast today. Between now and next time, visit us at www.couplecollective.com or follow us via our social channels at Couple Collective. If you've been enjoying the episodes or the podcast in general, please tell a friend, tell a couple, or subscribe via your favorite podcasting service. If you'd like to suggest a topic or be featured with your story, you can contact us via the form on the website or at 774-226-8753. Until next time, much love.